Thanks for tuning in to Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. We are on episode 102. I am Josh Roop. With me, my co-captain, as always, Scott Larson. And Scott, it's another beautiful day in pinball. It's kind of all quiet on the Western Front right now. Yeah, a little bit. We're, if you want to get on a list, because the TPF rumors are starting to fly, who are you going to call for this? Uh, I would call uh, Zach and Nicole at Flipping Out Pinball. They have all sorts of things to scratch that itch that you've been having, either for a pinball machine or any sort of uh, game room machine that you want for your uh, for your fun cave. Uh, don't want it to be uh, exclusive to guys. Women can have fun in the cave too. Your and she shed or your man cave, she right? She shed, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, let's just let's just have the fun the fun dome. Let, let's make it the fun dome. But yeah, uh, they certainly have things. And if you want to try something else, they have uh, golden tea. And I know that they have. Uh, if you want to uh, get like one of those Roth Reels games that uh, has the home version. Uh, or if you want to buy a commercial one, I guess, uh, reach out to Zach and Nicole. Uh, they're, they've always been easy to work with. I agree. You know, it's like I said, it's kind of quiet right now. So it's me and you, we decided to do a little catching up. And there's actually been some media releases that we've received that we haven't been able to talk to talk about on the show. And so I figured you and I would go over these because we've actually had a, quite a few emails and stuff too. Yeah. Um, but first, let's go over what, what life changes. I'd say in the last two weeks, but it's been, I don't know, it's been a month or two now, I, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, because we had Keith on and then we had our uh, we had our 100 episode. Yeah. And it's just been kind of busy. We are, we have finished our renovation on the main level, at least the main stuff. We are yeah. slowly matriculating back up. Um, I thought that I had lost the the hardware to my bed, <laughs> but thankfully we figured out where I put it because, you know, you put it somewhere you think this is obvious and then you totally forget about it. Yeah. Um, and just starting to expand back into our space, uh, been playing, uh, I've actually really gotten back into Jurassic park a lot lately. Nice. So I've been playing a lot of Jurassic park, but, uh, that, yeah, that's pretty much, uh, my update. Oh, um, we, uh, I got back from Guatemala, uh, a couple weeks ago and, uh, was able to go down there and uh, do some cleft lips and palate surgery. So that was, all, that's always a great experience. Yeah. And you know, just just getting through winter, I guess. I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. We just finished up the bathroom that was quite the project, but now we have a bathroom downstairs, so I can feel comfortable doing pinball tournaments now. I've threatened it for years, and maybe I'll actually start doing it. But we have a bathroom down by the pinball machine, so people won't be running up through the house. And uh, my wife and I went to Puerto Rico for our 15 years. That was a blast. I'd highly recommend to anyone. If you're from the United States, you don't need a passport to go. It was reasonably priced for everything. And I don't know. It was great. Like you said, it's been cold. Like mm-hmm. I, I know it's it, not been. Utah's as, been really cold. Yeah. We, we've been in negative temp- temperatures, at least where I'm at, for the last two weeks. Yeah. Uh, we're lucky to see above single digits. And two days ago, the wind was blowing so hard, they had to shut down the roads out of my town heading towards Colorado because they just, it was insane. Things just so, blow over. Yeah, blow so it was over. nice to get out of the cold. Um, my collection stayed the same. I st- I've still got the same pinball machines, but I'm, I'm jonesing. Yeah. I'm jonesing to uh, change up the lineup just just a hair. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. 
uh, what what reactions did we get from Elwin being on? Speaking of uh, rumors, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know why you tell me. <laughs> I don't. I, people are excited. They're excited to hear four flippers. They're really curious about this whole two are normal flippers, two are some different type of flippers. It's funny you joked about the, a banana flipper, the banana flippers. Yeah, and no one, no one took us seriously. They were like, "Yeah, uh, okay, where was I? Oh, you know what? I'm just, I'm just gonna throw this in there because it happened." Joel Engelberth. All of a sudden, just like messages out of the blue. And we're like, hey, come join us. And he's like, oh, sorry, I can't, guys. So thanks. Thanks for interrupting the podcast. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's, it's it, you know, it's fine. It's fine. If you yeah. want to hang out with your wife, then, you know, as opposed to us, that's fine. Yeah, I see how it is, Joel. Mm-hmm. At least Travis and Tom have a good excuse. They're at District 82 getting their butts right. handed to him by Keith Owen. So, yeah, I, I get that excuse. But Joel, Joel. Sorry, Joel. Weak sauce. Okay, back to what we were talking about. So we had Elwin on the episode. Yeah. Uh, it was great. It's always great having Elwin on. You know, I think it's funny we get harassed, though. It's like, that, what was that, their 12th time? No, it's our fifth. It's our fifth, okay? It's our okay. Fifth. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. No, but it was uh, a great episode. Uh, it was It was a great episode. And it's what it shows is that it doesn't seem like Keith is slowing down. No. I guess that that's part of it. It seemed like he... Uh, when they, when he found out that they were looking for another designer, he's like, look, I, I don't have a game coming out for a while because you know, there's four designers. So you do the math, right? If you're doing two a year, that means you're releasing a a game every other year. Yep. And, uh, Keith seems to be able to design them a lot faster. So that this uh, it totally makes sense for him to be able to jump in and say, "Hey, let's uh, let's go ahead and do this uh, this one off this um, uh, this Bond sixty. I, I did put in a a request though for him to just uh, ask George if they could possibly use the, uh, reuse the playfield for a different theme. Maybe they could rename it Supreme or something. Yeah, no, I agree. I. Um... I want to say a couple of things, and I'm going to say this very carefully. There okay. is some nuggets that he dropped, but no one noticed it because they weren't paying attention. They heard what they wanted to hear, but they didn't hear the way that he said it. That is the stuff I'm going to give you. If you want to go back and re-listen to that episode, the one question I, I, I we failed to ask that I wish we would have is ask him how many projects deep he is. Because, you know... Right. In previous episodes, he's talked about, well, I'm three games ahead or I'm two right. games ahead. And that's even one we forgot to ask off air. But it just it's great to see that Keith is up for the challenge. Like you said, I'm up for the challenge. Give me a chance. And really, Keith is has elevated pinball. And I, I feel like we've had this discussion off air. Even his failures would probably still feel like successes. I, I just don't see Keith falling hard enough for it to be like a long lasting effect. You see what I, I'm saying? I, I would say so far he hasn't, um, he hasn't had a misstep. Yeah. And that's really impressive Four for four for your first, you know, when, when you enter in the, the design process and your first four games are amazing. Yeah. I mean that, that says a lot about the talent level you're working with. Well, and I honestly think he's five for five with bond 60th. I really, think- yeah, I, th- that will be great. I, I definitely want to want to get some time in on it. My friend's getting it. I'm not sure when it's going to come in. 
one person had brought up, I guess not one person, there was a handful of people that brought this up. Why didn't we ask him about price? Keith was only asked to do the play field, and right. he has no control over price. I don't want to harp on him about, why did you ask, why is this 20 grand? What's what's he going to say? Like, if he's against it, he's not going to say, like, I'm against what Stern just did. That, that's, not, that's not in his umbrella. Exactly. So he's, a, I just, he's a designer, not, not the marketer. Or I mean, that would be a question for George. Yeah. Uh, about pricing. But as George has said before, they're going to have pricing for different customers. Yep. And if there is an elite customer who wants to spend a lot of money on one game, they're going to make a game for that. If you have an average person who just wants a fun less expensive toy they have the home pin line there's a reason why they have they basically have five options right now they have the home pin they have the pro premium le and then their their super uh you know the the, the short run but high dollar things yeah and that and would be worse often either no no and that would be where supreme was and and you could you could argue that heavy metal was a short run, but they priced that a little more. So there's kind of a, a specialty line, I guess I'll put it that way, that the pricing could be variable. Yes. And that reminds me, sorry. Uh, I actually did a pinball tournament just oh. last weekend. Speaking of heavy metal, that is a brutal game, my good sir. Mm -hmm. it, it is fun. It is fast. It is definitely a tournament game. If you're looking for a good tournament game, I know it's the same layout as Star Wars and uh, Supreme and Spider-Man. Uh, all home editions, but you know what? It was it was fun, but it was mean. It was not forgiving. Mm -hmm. uh, I was very proud of myself. Went up to Salt Lake, got to meet, uh, go to Nick for Mandy Manny. I'm sorry, dude. Like I'm not good at names. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, and we played his collection, wonderful collection: uh, Godzilla Pro, uh, Simpsons Pinball Party, Heavy Metal. Uh, roller coaster tycoon cactus canyon um black hole apollo 13 a joust not the head-to-head -head joust but the like em two-player um not very many people are aware of it great collection it was a, a really good time and i ended up taking third it was wonderful it was uh i, I knocked out uh mark oh, laird mark laird i knocked out mark laird which is insane to me because that man is He's a good so, player. He's on yeah, next he's level. Uh, Mike Lund got knocked out before me, which Iceman has taken out Steven, Steve Bowden in Nationals. And then uh, Josh Craig, and he was also a former state champ. So three state champs, and uh, I, I was able to get past him. Logan Smith ended up taking first. He's one of those young kids you want to keep an eye on. His career is going to take off. He's yeah. 11, 12, somewhere around there. He's he's young. Yeah, and so. his, his parents opened a... a um a pinball bar up in Ogden. So that's nice. Okay. Breaking news. We actually have the third co-host for loser kid pinball. I would like to welcome Travis Murray to the podcast. How you doing, Travis? <laughs> that was pretty good. I thought that was yeah. a decent impression. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, at least your, uh, at least your, your uh, video is working. So, oh yeah. Well, what, uh, Travis, so you got to say like tour, tur, tur, um, other words that he's, uh, why do, I, I don't know. Meta, the meta of the game. I yeah, don't the know. There's so many game. Travis Miriam. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so we actually don't have Travis Murray and we don't have Tom because Travis and Tom are actually playing at a competition, but we do have Joel from the Triple Drain <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Who did not play in a competition. No, I uh I actually it's Friday night. I play uh I play uh volleyball in a co ed league with my wife. We just got home from that. Uh Nana left, the kids are asleep, all that stuff. And I get a random message, hey, you guys want to record a podcast? I'm like, guys, it's Friday night. And I so I jokingly say to my wife, Hey, apparently people want to record a podcast right now. My wife's like, to be honest, I have a glass of wine. I want to sit here on the couch and look at my phone for like the next 45 <laughs> minutes. So if you want to go do that, I'm like, well, okay. okay <laughs> so, see ya. so here I am. Yeah. What, what is she watching? Awesome. Uh, it just, I, Facebook, you know, just looking oh, at oh, out, she, wants to, she wants to do some sports. Yeah. I don't know. It. I mean, yeah. Whatever. I get it. It makes no, her happy. I get sure. It. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think every wife does that. I, 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 oh yeah. No, seriously. It's yeah. No, it's, it's all good. And dudes do it too. I mean, I see people on their phones all the time. So, oh yeah. But hey, why why do that when I can talk with you guys, Absolutely. you know, and make fun of Travis? It's always, yes. I'm always down, yeah. Okay, so first off, I do want to talk about a few things with Joel because, Joel, hmm. you have a Cactus Canyon yes. on loan to you. Yep. And you you did beat the original beat the completed. Game. Now, Now, is this code the original kind of unfinished code or was this their version of the code that Chicago Game Company did, that is not the same thing as the Lyman so Sheets, Josh It is definitely not the Lyman Code. The Lyman Code has not come out um, at all. This is, they say they completed the original code. And what that, okay. I don't know. I never played the original code. But like, I know like the original code didn't even have like a match animation it, at yeah. the end, you know? Or music so they're, play with the match, yeah. Yeah, so it's very clear. I mean, uh, what I will say is now that I've, I've seen every aspect of the game, mm-hmm. it feels like a complete game. It feels like okay. there's, you know, it's not now some of the modes are, um, you know, there's a few modes that are one shot. Like you start a mode and you, you hit one shot and the mode's over. So right. that to me is my guess is when the lineman code comes out, I don't, I'm not expecting him to add, you know, eight new modes and eight more wizard modes like that. I, I would just assume they're going to start flushing out, you know, and giving more depth to some of these things. Um, so maybe instead of just one shot, maybe it's, well, if you hit these other shots, you can build up value and then, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But either way, what I've experienced of the game, I have really enjoyed. You still like it? I do. I was, I I beat it the other night and I was kind of one of those, do I care? Like, do I, do I want to play the game again? And, and, um, yeah, I've played it. I, I keep playing it and I'm still having fun. It's just a, there are some very fun things very close to the start button that in my mind haven't gotten old yet, you know? And, yeah. um, and I'm, so I'm enjoying it and I, I know I'm going to stream it again on, on the flipping out stream on Wednesday. So that'll be another two hours. My brother and I'll play. So that'll be after that stream is really when I'll know whether or not I'm like still in love with the game or like, mm-hmm. okay, I can, I, get you. I can check that box. Yeah. It's a great game. And I think the problem is, is it needs the Lyman code to make it more of a bolt to the floor game. I think the yes. problem is, is it's, there's a lot of memorable lines. I, I don't care who you are. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone quotes the lock is lit. Lock is lit. And so oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It has been so like my, my friends and family, it's, they, they just are drawn to the game and it, and it has so many good toys and mechs. It's so approachable that everybody's having a good time with it. And so because of that, to see people, wanting to play pinball in my house is so 
fun to see that it's like, man, maybe a game like this, whether it's Cactus Canyon or Medieval Madness, something along these lines, makes sense in my small collection. But I'll tell you, if the if the Lyman code genuinely brings depth and something to like, don't mess with what's currently there. Just yeah. give me more of it because what's currently there, everybody's enjoying. Yeah. I just would love to go even further with it and have more pull to go deeper in the game. Yeah. Well, and the shots are very easy on that game. Well, depending on how it's set up. Sure. So it's not super hard to get like stampede. That's if you've ever played attack from Mars, that is the, uh, total annihilation mode. Mm-hmm. So stampede is total annihilation. Yeah. You the, just do the, all the modes. Yep. Well, you, well, no, you shoot all the shots three times. Well, yeah, you shoot a shot three times. It starts a mode. But Correct. you still, you can't, while you're in that mode, you're not getting shots towards the other stuff. Like you have to finish the mode before you get more shots towards the other shots. Correct. So you, in essence, have to play all the modes. Except yeah. for the last one. When you shoot the last shot that you haven't missed, you don't even play that mode. It just goes straight into Stampede. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But so. it's fun. It's, it, it's, what I've noticed is there's no, it's just, you just hit three shots and it starts a mode. And that's, that's something that to see like my brother or my sister-in-law, like they're just starting modes and they don't even realize it. Like that's something that is really hard compared to a modern game, you know, like Godzilla, Hey, to start a battle, you have to hit two ramps and then you have to hit the scoop. You have to do that in that order. There's no other way you're going to start a battle. This, you just kind of, you can mistakenly just get right into it. And that's pretty cool. You can tumble into modes. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I will say the, this is the challenge that modern pinball has is finding that sweet spot of okay how accessible is the game for a non like a better than casual player mm-hmm. like how how accessible is it for below that i'm sorry i mean below that so uh, you all all three of us if we stand up to a game we're going to look at the rule set we'll say okay how do we start the modes what are we doing the the entry level player has no idea what's going on they don't even see the flashing light However, the magic of the Bally Williams is they had that thing, whatever it is, that was fun to shoot. So in Cactus Canyon, it's uh, shooting up and Bart's head uh, flies oh, yeah. back. And in, in Medieval Madness, the castle uh, goes blowing. And, you know, just things like that are interesting and they're not that difficult yeah, to, ba- to get bash into. Toys, man. Yeah. Bash yeah. toys are just obvious. Like they're obvious what you're trying to do. And, you know, to Godzilla's credit, you have the Mecha Godzilla bash toy up the ramp. You have the building right up the ramp. But I, I know I, I'll get I'll get hate from Dennis Creasel because I'm going to mention Deadpool. But like mm-hmm. Deadpool, the scoop is lit from the start. Yeah. So all, all a novice player has to do is fall into it. They don't there's no there's no qualifying yes. that. It just falls in. And then, oh, I'm in a battle. I can do this and this. So, yes, but you're right. You don't want. You don't want it to be so easy that anybody above a novice is going to be bored of the process. But yet, if you have, you know, something like turtles, turtles, you have to hit two ramps mm-hmm. and then the turtle van. And those ramps aren't exactly the easiest shots. You can have people step up and go through three balls and never start an episode. And right. and then what's, you know, it's not fun. And they walk yeah. away. Then are they going to put another dollar in or two dollars yeah. or whatever it is now? I, I, uh, my friend actually may have ended up with two Ellie's. And so I, if, if that does come to fruition, I'm going to buy one of the Ellie's because I, it, that is a perfect game for my kids to want to play pinball. It, yeah. it, yeah, it, but it's also like what I've found, I, I consider myself, you know, above a novice, but it's just, 
If I want to just come down and immediately have fun playing pinball, like mm-hmm. I get that with Godzilla just because the shots feel so good. But like I can immediately have fun with Cactus Canyon. There's there's fun there so close to the flipper that it's just like, let's just have a good time. I don't I don't have to focus in and, and commit to a long playing whatever to really, you know, like I want to get to this wizard mode and that's where the fun's at. It's like, no, yeah. you can just immediately have fun with it. But I would say what, the biggest thing that I've realized, because now if I'm considering a, a Chicago gaming game in my collection, the LEs of every other game are so expensive. <laughs> like the oh, value yeah. of these games is just continuing to go up. And the topper is so well done on this game that to me, if I was going to buy one right now, I, I would get an SE plus if I could. Uh, well, because I don't I don't think I can get an LE anywhere. Right. But um. But yeah, if you're thinking about it at all, you might as well. You might as well jump in on the LE while you can because oh, value is only yeah. going up. Yeah. No, and, and it actually, I was really on the fence when my friend uh, unboxed it. And so he invited us over and we came down and I opened it up. And I'm like, wow, they, they seem to elevate every release by, uh, by increasing the quality, by in- increasing oh, yeah. the build. And it is a solid game that I would feel confident in buying that would continue to work in an arcade environment, in a home environment. It, you know, the only knock on Chicago gaming is it takes them a while to make yeah. the games. Yeah. And, but, and I will getting this game. Yeah. I had, cause I streamed for flipping out and I, Zach is super generous in letting me borrow games. And I had so low hopes for this game. I was just like, ah, it'll be fun. It'll be something to do until Scooby-Doo shows up or Bond 60th. And I have just been completely blown away by this game. The build quality, the the light show, the sound package, the the extended XL DMD. I'm I the topper, like everything to have no expectations and then just be like, this game is really, really, really good. Um, I don't know. It just completely took me by surprise. So I'm and and it kind of put CGC on the map for me of like, I've never even considered a CGC game. And now I'm impressed. Like, I'm really impressed. And I think that's why there's so few sold because a lot of people that got them, they waited a long time to get them. They got them and they bolted them. They're just like, yep, yeah. this is my collection and that's that. Yep. But I don't know. I feel like I've talked. I also do on Flip It Out. I do the Flip It Out with friends and I gushed all over it on that stream. And <laughs> I've gushed all over it on Triple Drain. So people are probably sick of it. But hey, reach out to Zach, order an SE Plus, tell him Joel sent you because I love it. I freaking love this game and will gladly uh, give it a big thumbs up from me. Yeah. Well, it, that's good. I, I love playing it too. And it's, it is fun to have that game. It's, it's like Whitewater. Whitewater yeah. is not a, not a deep game. But it is fun for the average player. They can do something cool. Yep, yeah, I agree. And I know Kerry Hardy hopped on my stream when I was talking about it. And I know he has a Cactus Canyon. And I I asked him, I was like, Kerry Hardy, I mean, he's got an incredible collection. I know he's a good player. And he just said, he goes, Cactus Canyon is just fun. Like, it is just fun pinball. Mm-hmm. And to have something like that that you can just step up and have a good time that you don't have to grind away from or work. I mean, it's... I, I don't know. It's I have enjoyed it. I've played it every day that I've had it because everybody says it's an easy game. Everybody says it's easy. So I'm like, I better beat this game before it's gone or else I'm going to, you know, if the if the easy game I can't beat, I got to beat it before it's gone. And um, and so, yeah, I've played the heck out of it and I beat it, but I've still I still want to play the heck out of it because I know Zach will come pick it up probably within a week or two. Yeah. Well, and and honestly, looking at the market right now, even on pin side, there's not a lot on for sale. I mean, even if you ask Zach from flipping out, 
when I last looked at his list, he doesn't have any Cactus Canyon in stock. It seemed like yeah. this game sat for a little bit, and now you can't find them. And so until these SE Pluses start trickling out for sale, I just think it's going to be a little harder to find these. I think people, <laughs> these start getting on location, they start playing with that. This is actually a fun game. It shoots great, and I enjoy it. There's just something to be said about a, a casual uh, game that just kind of caters to you. Yeah, no, yeah. it's great to have an Iron Man or an Iron Man in your collection. Something that kind of beats you up and short ball times, and it's fast and fun. But there's something to be said about Medieval Madness, Cactus Canyon, just those casual, fun games that every time you turn on, it puts a smile on your face, and you just enjoy playing. I think if you have a four pin collection like you do, Joel, it's one of it's an essential pin to have in the collection. And then you have your beat 'em up like your Total Nuclear Annihilation, mm-hmm. and, and then Deadpool, something a little more modern, but it could be a little easier. So yeah, it's it's great. I mean, in a, in a perfect world, I, I get it. I, it. It's a constant battle when you have a collection of trying to curate it and make it, you know, what what fits me, but also others. And some people have that mentality of like, I don't buy pins for others. I'm just I'm the one that plays them 98 percent of the time, so I want to get the games that I want, and that's fine. But it's yeah. it's just I can't express the amount of joy it's brought me over the last two three weeks seeing people play this game and have a good time, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's like well crap they're enjoying the game that I don't own <laughs> like maybe maybe I need to change something here you know yep. yeah okay so I'm gonna move on from it because we're we're running short on time with Joel and so I want to move on to the Texas Pinball Festival and some of the rumors some of the the reveals are coming up uh, first off let's talk about. I'm not going to lie. We've reached out to multiple guests this week, and the the catchphrase I've heard from every single one of them is, let's talk after Texas. Right. Things things are coming to Texas. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's from multiple companies. I'm not allowed to say what's coming, but because they didn't tell me. But I'm not going to tell you what companies told me to wait till after Texas. But I can tell you. All of them. Te- <laughs> every Texas, single one, yeah. Yes, Texas is very happening, and it's going to be very interesting to see. One thing that we did get told, though, that we were allowed to share is the Electric Playground Company. This is a new company. If you want to check out their website, it's just uh, tep-pinball.com. Go check it out. They're getting ready to unveil something at Texas. If you haven't seen their original Godzilla topper, it's pretty amazing for two dudes out of their garage, right? I, I sent this both over to you, Joel and, and Scott. What did you think of this topper, this Godzilla topper? Uh, I was really, I actually, I saw somebody posted a picture of something and I, cause I'm in the Godzilla thread and I saw the topper and I reached out to the guy. I was like, what is that topper? And then he sent me contact information with another guy. They didn't have a website. It was just like background, reach out to a guy. And he, and he shot me a price, told me it was a limited run that they were doing, sent me a bunch more pictures and it's, it's incredibly well done. Um, layered plastics with metal brackets. Like it doesn't look like it looks professional and there's light. It's like integrated into, he sent me the install guide. Like you, you plug it into different switch. So different lights go off. And that's something I'm finding more and more. One of the reasons I really like the actual stern toppers is the light integration or the integration of the topper with the game. Obviously Cactus Canyon does that incredibly well, more than just something stagnant that's just sitting on top of the machine. So I was super impressed by it. Um, The only reason I didn't pull the trigger is one, I don't know what Stern's making, so I don't know if it's going to be better or worse. And two, a lot of it was art pulled directly from the game. So it it was zombie Yeti art that was pulled um, from the cabinet. Um, So it looks great. 
but it's just like, well, this is artwork I already have. So let me wait yeah. to see what Stern does. But I will say I was thoroughly impressed by it. Thoroughly impressed by what I saw. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, the integration was great. Uh, the light show. Uh, yes, this is where you're walking that fine line of if they are going to transition, or it sounds like they're planning on it, into a, a mod company of some sort. You're going to have to start dealing with uh, outside the fan art realm. Like if you're doing something for yourself and, and then, you know, the licensors don't really look too much at, at like a one-off project that you're doing for your own game. But if you're actually going to market it, then you start getting into, well, we either need to make our own art or license some sort of art. And it's unlikely that Stern will license their art to a third party. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, that's where the challenge is. However, I think, I'm with Joel. I like having interaction. I like having the dynamic uh, light show with the toppers as opposed to just an illuminated thing. Uh, that's the reason why the Medieval Madness topper is so great. I mean, it's a stagnant topper, yeah. but it has this interactive yeah, light, light show, show. That, that grabs your attention. And even the, you know, you know uh, the Attack from Mars, I still love that one because it jumps yeah. up and down. But th that's what I'm looking for in a topper. And you know what? To be to be fair, I I was impressed with the Mandalorian topper, but that was a price too far for me. Yeah. And and, and so like, where's that sweet spot of how, like these? Because you have these elite toppers that are like fifteen hundred or twenty five hundred. I mean, you saw the one that for our, um was for Hobbit? Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh yeah. And, hot, and like those were really impressive. The Indiana Jones one with yeah, twenty four karat gold or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, it, don't touch it, but it looks yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it looked it looked great. But at some point, you're thinking, "Wow, like that's half a game." Yep. Oh yeah. I thought this topper looks amazing. This Godzilla mm -hmm. topper. This is how good it is. It fooled people in the community to make them think this was the official topper coming out from Stern. Right. That's how good this topper was, and so. If you're producing that top of quality, I can't wait to see what they have at Texas Pinball Festival because they're coming with a new topper for a classic Bally Williams game. And it's going to be a showstopper. I, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. And the titles in the 90s are going to have a little more flexibility for using uh, or for at least contracting your own art yeah, or doing something that that blends well with the art on the cabinet already yeah yeah you don't it's not you don't have to do like a specific character or person or something right. i mean you yeah. can you can make it fit in but i know the reason that one topper looks so good is because it is zombie yeti's art so i, yes. I know they're kind of sketching a fine line there of pulling you know using art that they didn't produce but it looked it blended in perfectly with the cabinet and that's where i struggle with some after mods you know any mod that i put on a game i want it to feel like it could be original with OEM. the game yeah and that's you know art blades are another thing where if i don't like the stern art blades like deadpool i there's so much red in the game already the deadpool art blades are just solid red essentially unless you have an le and so i was looking at every other version of the art blade possible and it just bothered me because the art style even though it's deadpool it's it's a different art style and it stood out so i ended up going mirror blades because i just couldn't justify going with a different art style yep. but it, it now it, it's the the interesting thing is with this topper, you notice they actually had a third party translate in there. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so, so that was interesting because they didn't, uh, that does switch up the art a little bit, but I'm with you, Joel. It's, it can be a little challenging. I want it to feel like it's married. Oh yes. And so, and I actually have the alternative back glass in my medieval madness. Uh, the, the one that Brian Allen did. Mm -hmm. Um, and I got the art blades that he did too. Cause mine, you know, I just wanted to make it a little different. Uh, but it feels, it, it feels like it's all one package. Yeah. So I like that, but well, that brings up like, so cactus Canyon, if I'm looking at the SE plus, the SE plus doesn't come with art blades. The LE right. does, the yes. LE does. And they don't cact, um, Chicago gaming doesn't sell those art blades. Yeah. So I'm like, crap, I can't get art blades from the company that match this art style. So then you're looking at Flyland designs, which are, uh, that art is incredible. Yeah. But it's like, well, if that, if I'm going to have that art style and the art blades, then I better swap out the, the translate so that I can get some sort of cohesive, you know, art yeah. thing going. And, I don't know, you know, first world problems, <laughs> but, <laughs> but these are the things I think about and I haven't even bought the game. Right. Yep. But the, the toppers, I I'm, I'm with you. I, I am willing to pay money for a topper as long as it looks like it could have come with the game. Yep. Yeah. And it I only agree. you've, I have, I have taken the plunge, Scott, you've taken the plunge. If you, once you get in the topper world, prepare mm. yourself because you're stuck. You're yeah. stuck. You have to get a topper. And that's what's silly is if I'm playing the, if I'm thinking to myself, I want to get a CGC game. Well, like I can't get a monster bash unless I get an LE and I'm not going to pay that much for it. Like I, and the aftermarket yeah. toppers don't work. It's a silly game. Part mm -hmm. of me was just sell all my toppers so I can get back out of it and feel free again. But at the same time, I love them. Like the, yeah. they, I really do think if you get a good one that integrates well with the game, it's worth it. In hey, my mind. hey, Joel. <laughs> Don't yeah. tell anyone, but I still have a Black Knight topper in the box. <laughs> You're just ready. You're ready to go. Yeah. But I will say, like, back, I know we're, we've already moved on, but the Cactus Canyon topper, it legitimately adds so something good. to the yeah. game. The knock sound it makes every single time that you shoot something, and then the video mode that's actually a physical mode. It's well, like and the lights that, associate with the you you oh, shoot the yeah. people out of the windows yep. and stuff like it's, that, too. It is it's so like it in my mind. Black Knight Topper is cool, but this this is probably right, number one with when it comes to toppers. Okay. Yep. So to me, it's like I've got if I can buy the game with that and it adds that much to the game, I I would. If I was if I was buying a Cactus Canyon right now, I would go SE Plus or LE. Period. Right. Yeah. I I would definitely say it's tied for me because I love the Attack from Mars Topper. Okay. Yes. yes I, that's really th that good. is so good. But so just yes. all CGC toppers uh, uh, are okay. they've yeah, all they, tied for one. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Okay, but let's talk about the difference between because CGC toppers, they have it is like a diorama. Yeah. Yeah. And they they put into it to make it look really impressive. And I can't even remember what the the medieval madness topper was. Cause I, I got all those kits and I basically made mine the royal edition. Nice. Um, the only thing is I don't have it powder coated yet. Um, but it's a 3d sculpt and it mm -hmm. looks really good. Yeah. Um, this has always been my slight complaint on toppers is that when it looks like it's, um, it's basically layered plastics that could be on some sort of sales display at Walmart. Like, a, yeah. you know, you know, you, you have those end caps, right? And you go yeah. and you're like, oh, uh, Godzilla DVDs are for sale. Oh, yeah. There's an advertisement on top with basically a 3D cut out uh, plastic that advertises Godzilla. Okay, that's mm -hmm. what it looks like. That's not what the Chicago Game Company toppers look like. 
And no, so they look, they look amazing. They're so professional. And I, I mean, all mine are in the basement and I have two very young kids that are down here. And in my mind, one thrown ball in the wrong direction, there's mm-hmm. a good chance some of my stern toppers would crack or break. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this, this Chicago, I, I'm pretty sure I could take the topper off and drop it and it wouldn't yeah. break. It is so well built. And, um, I don't know once it's just one more area. I know I just sound like a fanboy and a huge chill, but it's one more area that I was just not prepared for how, how good that game is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I want to move on to 2.0 kits are becoming just standard. They're mm-hmm. releasing more and more. I know last year at TPF, they talked about, uh, Mirko is doing a toe tan, a tales of the Arabian nights. It's officially licensed from planetary pinball, but one that was sent to us last month from Cardona Pinball is No Good Gophers 2.0, and it is officially licensed. I'm kind of surprised no one's talking about this. Um, I I'm, I'm I want to give my first impression since you guys went okay. first on this last one. Go ahead. Um, I I have a love hate relationship with this thing. <laughs> okay, I just looking at it. I don't mind the chipmunk. It, if if you guys haven't looked at this, go to Cardona Cardona Pinball.com. C A R D O N A pinball.com. And the two animals that they picked for the gophers, one you could kind of write off as a gopher. It looks like more like chipmunk from uh Chippendale Rescue Rangers, right? And then the other one is like a naked mole rat mixed with the pit bull. That's the best way I can explain it. I don't know what they were going for here. Maybe a hairless woodchuck. I don't know. It, it kind of throws me off so much that it's kind of off-putting. But watching the gameplay and stuff, it gameplay looks fun. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell exactly what everything's doing. But this seems to be the route, and it, it makes me wonder, you know, Eclectic Gamers podcast had talked about on their last episode of Rumor Corner, CGC potentially losing the licensing from Planetary Pinball, and that's why they're moving on to... Uh, just doing their own thing. That's, you know, the rumor has been Pulp Fiction. And if that's the case, this Cardona pinball kind of shows why you want someone as quality as CGC doing your games. We've talked about how amazing these toppers are, how quality of the games are. The build is amazing. I think you start, if you start uh, giving out licenses to whoever wants them, not saying this is a terrible product, but it doesn't match up to what a CGC project a product is. And so I do want to play this just because it's pinball. I, I'm really intrigued to see what people are coming out with the 2.0 kits because some of them are really standing up and looking great. And some of them are falling a little bit short, but it's still a new way to bring your old game into a modern era. I don't know. What's your, what's your guys' thoughts? I, I have two questions. Okay. How many no good gophers are on the market right now? Is this, uh, did is you this look this ge- up or is this like a... No, is this geared for people who are who already have it, have the game? Because part yes. of me says, if you already have the game, then you still like the game, typically. Mm-hmm. And are you going to go out and buy a Classic Valley Williams for... And I would say that and No Good Gophers is probably a B title. Yeah, it, It's not an A title. It's not Adam's Family or a... Uh, or Twilight Zone or something like that. But it's it's a solid player uh, game that is limited by that. Now, is I would there... even say it's a C title. I, I just okay, I don't yeah. I don't see people clamoring for a no good gophers. I just don't. 
so so that's the that's the challenge is that okay well then you have that also it we talked about this before if you want it to look so no good gophers the estimated value is 5200 i just looked it up okay and so i so you buy that and then you buy another one that's to this thing that's 2000 bucks and i would say that the back glass looks like that chipmunk a little bit um but getting back to what we talked about with toppers this doesn't look like it would be obviously produced by the people who made the game in the first place yes whereas funhouse 2.0 fun that's what i was about to say funhouse 2.0 looks like it could slide right in there and do that so is that now is is that a drawback no but your your market is very limited because you're you're doing a a reboot of a 30 year old game and what's your return on investment? How many of these do you have to sell to break even? Because it I, costs a lot of money to do yeah. that, to do I would animations. Ass- I would assume anybody that's doing these, it is a passion project. Sure. Because, sure, if they were smart, they would, and, and like I'm not saying they're dumb, but if, if they were doing the market research, you would think they would be doing kits on games that there's a ton of them out there and they're super well liked so no no good no good gophers is an interesting choice so i'm assuming it is some sort of passion project i I mean i know like scott denisi he had an Earthshaker and did like a his own version of Earthshaker code if that was today sure he could have teamed up with somebody and sold that you know the modifications that he made as a package if he wanted to my view on the 2.0 code though is i kind of feel like that's what you're gonna get with cactus canyon you know like with the Lyman code, that will be a 2.0 version of a code set. But I also feel if you own some of these older games and you love those older games, like they are stuck in your collection, it would be hard pressed for me if I loved No Gold, No Good Gophers. It would be hard pressed for me to almost not want to buy that kit because it's already a game I love. So if you're telling me I can add more to it, if I, you know, it's it's sure. holding up a spot in my on my lane. If I if I can go deeper with that with that code set. Part of me would really want to. And there's there's a few games like Taxi. I love the game Taxi, but it's hard for me to justify having one in my lineup. But if I knew there was a Taxi 2.0 version where it's like, crap, you're telling me I can bring in modern light shows, potentially modern sound, or if they swap it out with some sort of DMD, like if you can make that game more modern, but still be the original game as well. Like, I don't know. I see the appeal there. Like I'm surprised, like uh, Tales of the Arabian Night, like that makes sense yes. why they did that. Uh, Funhouse makes sense. Um, no good gophers is kind of surprised, but it's not enough for me to want to go buy that game. I don't I, if I don't like the main game itself. Right. I'm not expecting the 2.0 game to like, I don't know, just to, blow it out of the water to revitalize it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and what's interesting to me is these other 2.0 kits. So Funhouse, there was over 10,000 of those games produced. Mm-hmm. Bride of Pinbot over eight thousand. Yep. Totan's a relatively low number at thirty five hundred or like thirty two hundred, and it's really weird to me. You pick no good gophers that had seventeen hundred. I'm just a passion project. That's the only. That's the only thing I can think of. But if that's the case, I don't know. It's weird to me to officially license it when it's a passion project, and and may it's a starting. Who, Who else is doing it though? I guess no one else is. I, and right. so, well, it, yeah. is this a calling if, card? If you're, paying, if you're paying the licensing fee and they're like, well, you can give it a shot. Pay me my pay me my royalties. No one else is asking for this. Yeah. It may be different if it were like 
and you know, okay, an MMR two point or a medieval madness two point or or something along those lines. Yeah, where it, well, that they must think it's good enough right. that more than one person, you know, anybody can make their own passion project, right? And they don't have to license it; they just make they do whatever they mm-hmm. want. But if they think yeah. it's good enough that they're like, hey, if we can sell five, ten, fifty of these kits or more. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do it the right way. Let's not right. get in trouble doing it. Let's license yeah. it and see what the demand is. Sure. And, and this is a good test case to see what you can do with old games. Yeah. Or that's something where they could get, maybe it's a resume builder. Like I did yeah. this and then they're going to reach out to, I know JJP has like a coder position open right now. So if they can take that as a resume builder to go to an actual manufacturer and like, Hey, I, I did this. Like, I don't know. I, I have no idea, but I hey, go good on them. If they're doing it the right way. They're getting it licensed. Uh, I hope they sell as many as they feel comfortable making and hope people love it. I agree. Well, and it's funny too, because like the world win 2.0, like the guy that was making that yeah. and was going to license it and then he got shot down because it sounds like there's already one in the in the making. Like mm. it's, I don't know. I guess if you're looking to make a 2.0 kit, it's not super hard because we have the P3 system. You can code it yourself, uh, polish it up, make it look good, hire an artist. This might be a great way to make some side money in in the pinball hobby, and it, it, in my opinion, it doesn't look like um, uh, planetary pinball is very picky on who they're they're choosing, and, and that's not a shot at no well, builders. I, but it's okay, like I, I I'll I'll push back on that. We don't have enough information to judge this, I and mean, we only have the video to judge it on. True, we well, haven't played like, it. It's like we were talking about before with Cactus Canyon, mm-hmm. like you want the game to feel cohesive and I don't mm-hmm. feel like the characters that they've produced for no good gophers 2.0 is cohesive with the original art and intention of the original game. Simple as that. You don't want to add anything. So like, I know you're probably sick of me saying it, but like Cactus Canyon, if the lineman, the, the rumored thing is potentially adding doors, like barn doors or uh, mm-hmm. saloon doors in front of Bart. So my thought is like, I don't want them to change anything about the current code right now. Like I want there to be the still the way to play the original code set. So I'm curious if there's a physical thing added to the game, are those saloon doors just always going to be open? You know, like I don't want them. I don't want now that to be something that's added to the original code. Maybe it will. I don't know. But that's my thing with some of these 2.0 kits. If I have to add something physical to the game, I want it to still feel cohesive enough that I could play the original game, which I love. Mm-hmm. And that's why I own it, right? Whether it's whatever game it is, but I I don't want to, you to add something that now you know if it's a screen and it's just black when you play the original game, then all of a sudden you feel like, well, I don't want to stare at a black screen. I'm gonna always play the 2.0 version. I don't want to lose the original version, you know. So you want you want whatever you're adding to feel cohesive, but then also be able to flip a switch or whatever and go to the 2.0 and then feel something new. Yeah, yeah. It's probably hard to do. I don't. I don't. I don't really know. Once you add a DMD or something and add some sort of video assets, it's going to be hard to do. But if um, that's something that I do like about the CGC games, though, of just just changing the lights, going from a regular light to an RGB light, and just adding that light show, you know, it feels modern, but you're not changing the core of the game. You're also playing that retro card where they they updated the dots, so it still is a DMD game. But it's kind of a a modern retro feel on it. Yes. And just a random side note on that. My view, these XL displays are so well done that anytime people talk yeah. about 
why don't they do a Tron rerun or a Lord of the Rings rerun? To be honest, I do not want, if they redid Lord of the Rings, I would not want them to bring in movie assets. I would want them to mm-hmm. do something like that. Give me an XL display. Give me a bigger colored version of a DMD. Keep your animations, just polish them a little more. And then we don't have to deal with the licensing of character rights or all that. So same with Tron. Could you imagine a Tron remake with that XL display and like high quality dots? Like it would oh, yeah. be insane. It would be, be oh, so yeah. great. Or yeah. Walking Dead. Do a Walking Dead, but do comic book art style mm-hmm. with that type of huge display in it. I mean, sign me up. <laughs> like yes. would, that, was, that would be so great. Um, but I don't know. I don't. That, that's seeing a game like that. That to me, it's like I don't. If if Stern or somebody else was going to remake some of their older games, you don't have to bring in the the, the LCD screen, but you could make the DMD that much better. Yes, yeah. you can modernize the DMD by still keeping it period um, consistent. Yeah, it's yeah. a dot matrix display still, but make those dots colored and give me more of them and bigger. Like and and light the speakers up while you're at it because that's awesome too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Speaking of extra large displays, Joel, you sent this to us. We we have a chat going on with with us and Travis and Tom, and it was an extra large display for these Stern oh, yeah. games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I saw this and I thought this is a really cool concept. But the first hangup is it changes the shape of your speakers. Like I don't know if this comes with speakers. I should have de- developed. It a does. Little it does. So like with me, I'm getting ready to put a pinwoofer kit in my mm-hmm. Godzilla. And I wouldn't want to to subtract the pinwoofer kit to add the extra large display. Yes. So this is very interesting because um, I don't know. I, it's I've I've had this mentality. If I have a small collection and I have four of them, I and I know this game is quote unquote bolted. I don't have problems making it the best version of that game I can. That's why I like powder coating or adding a topper or anything. I don't mind investing more in the game. So I'm a huge fan of speaker light kits. And so when I saw that initial thing, it's like, well, shoot, if I want to make my Godzilla premium as good as I possibly can, sure, a bigger screen, why would I not do that? Well, for me to add three inches to the screen, I would just, I would have just lost my burning city speaker light kits. Like that's a loss that I'm not, I'm not, that's a compromise I'm not willing to take. But I'd be curious if these, if these XL screens catch on, it would be interesting to see if like Doug at Speaker Light Kits now makes a kit specifically for this, or if the Penwolfer team, um, amazing people over there, if all of a sudden they make a kit. It's 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 whether or not other mod makers will adapt if this screen. But it's six hundred and fifty bucks. It's made by a company over in Spain, I think, um, Madrid. It's a all complete package. Like it looks like you basically unbolt your current. LCD panel that has the speakers in it. You unplug a few things, you unbolt that, you bolt in this new thing, plug it back in, boom. Now your screen is three inches bigger and your speakers, instead of being a four inch speaker, they are nicer than the stock speakers, but it's more of like an oval shape instead. Yeah. So I, I bet it's great. I if, they, if they're smart and they have a few at TPF, there will be people that will buy one for every one of their Stern games. Um, but if you're a speaker light guy, a speaker light kit guy, uh, it's going to be, you're going to lose those and, unless somebody decides to a, adapt and make their own kits for it. Yep. All right. So we're kind of running down to the wire. I wanted to take a small jab at Zach many for a second, because he was talking about pinball market trends being the best segment out of any <laughs> pinball podcast. Hey, you're saying that wrong. Pinball market trends. 
Yes. Flawless. And I'm going to remind him that we have our own called Segment Still, and he totally passed up Triple Drain or Triple Combo, right? I know, right? Right. And so in honor of that, I'm going to do a Segment Still tonight. And I put on here Market Trends, but I'm shifting gears because since we have a guest on, I'm going to put Scott and Joel Engelberth head to head. Oh, I was not prepared. Oh, wow. Yes. This is not. No. Hmm. I wasn't prepared for any of this. Wait wait a second. I'm going to put on my loser kid hat. Okay. Okay. And in honor of saying head to head, we're going to bring back the top 100. If you're not familiar with this game, we're going to take a random number generator of one through 100. Scott's going to get a number. Joel's going to get a number. And that is their game that they have to. You have to argue it. You oh, argue geez. it. Okay, but yeah. okay, one to one hundred is huge. Give like me something no... good. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We're doing so pin side, is, right? Okay. Yeah, pin side top one hundred. I've got the random number generator up right now. Uh, do you guys want to rock, paper, scissors? Who gets the first number? Or you do know, you just... I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Joel because he's the guest. Okay, that's Joel. so that is incredibly kind. Okay, ready? Yeah. Rolling. 82. 82. Whoa, I'm going to have to scroll uh, down for that one. Uh, yeah, Pinbot. Pinbot, God. Pinbot. Uh, okay. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that, who, who, is that Joel's or is that Scott's? That's Joel's because he's, he was first. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm rolling again. 48. What did he get? Oh. Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yes. oh my goodness! This might actually be pretty good. Okay, this is Star Wars versus Pinbot. Let me ri- remind everyone the rules. We're going to do thirty seconds apiece. We're, the first round, you are solely talking about your game. Okay, you are welcome to use the flyer if you like. Uh, you're welcome to personal experience, whatever you want to do. And then the second round, you can either talk your game up more, you can tear down the other person's game, or you can defend. So if if they make a statement or no, it's it's attack or build it up. And then I think there's one final round and you can either defend your statement, essentially. It's so, your, re- your rebuttal. Yeah. Yeah, your rebuttal. So Ray for this magic. Let's do it. So Joel, you'll go first. You are talking about Pinbot. Your 30 seconds starts now. All right. So first and foremost, I am incredibly surprised that Pinbot is this low on the list because this is a incredibly classic, well-known, well-loved game. Um, it has some pretty revolutionary mechs that are unforgettable. Um, I don't even, I mean, we'll just start at the top. First, it has a topper. It has a topper. This was an early game to have a topper and it interacts with the game incredibly well. You go a little further below, below that, the back glass has visor that when you get to certain points in the mode, all of a sudden these eyes appear. So you know when you're playing the game. Right, you 30 want seconds. You, that, that went was, so fast. <laughs> that but was hey, really... the top half of the game is incredible, apparently. Yeah, yep. <laughs> no, it really is good. All righty, Scott. And just to remind everyone, Joel has Pinball and Scott has... Star, Star Wars. Wars. And this is Stern. the Stern Star Wars. Yep. So on your mark, Scott, go. Okay. If you have a dream theme that you've always wanted to be made into pinball, I have the game for you. Uh, you plunge it and immediately goes down the middle. You have a fork ramp on the left side that only works about three, four, uh, like one third of the time. You have a supercharger that you get to see maybe twice in the game. I, I mean, it's. It's uh, stripped down. It has a TIE fighter on a string. You're talking about everything that you want in a game that is your dream theme. 
and you should buy you you, you definitely shouldn't buy the comic okay, book okay, version. You need to buy the uh, you need to buy the clip art version. Oh, uh, hey, keep way to keep it in time, man. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. Okay, okay. So round two, Scott and Joel can either de- defend their game or they can attack the other person's game. And so, um, I would I like to continue talk to talk about, about. Yes, I would like to continue to talk about how great my game is because okay. I I would like to get to the play field. You actually get to the play field. Okay, you I'm bash down your time a bunch right of, now. Thank you. Go. Yes, we were talking earlier about how much people like bash toys. You bash down a visor. You have a physical ball lock. You have two of them. It's incredibly easy to know and see what you need to do. Um, it's just I I don't know. It, it's very it's super easy to understand game. Unlike Star Wars, which you have no idea what you're doing, it's a ton of flashing lights. If the ball is still in play after your plunge, you're just going to flail around and hope you hit something to see more movie clips that you want to see of that game. Not to mention you're going to be bashing the action button most of the time you're playing, trying to get more TIE Fighters. But Pinbot, on the other hand, you're hoping for Dirty Pool. You're hoping to get a ball stuck in there. You're hoping to see the visor go off. It's a great light show. There's no confusion. Okay, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Jury, but Star Wars jury, is a great need, theme. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I need you to strike in the last twenty-five seconds. Yeah, of that. yeah. Do not, do not factor that in. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I was way over again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like, thought you said three seconds. No, I thought you were like thirty like, seconds. Oh, said, like, I thought you were like seconds. telling me to like, shut like shut up, counting me down. Oh, I'm very sorry. So <laughs> take good. away everything negative I said about Star Wars. Completely forget that and oh, focus no, on you, how great pins. You, uh, you can uh, do the like. You can do about ten seconds of. You actually did really well in keeping. You got some negative <laughs> in there about Star Wars. <laughs> All right. You, re- you ready, Scott? Yeah. Go. Okay. Pinbot, if you want a game that you shoot straight up the middle and get a drain straight down the center, I've got the game for you. Not only does it have five targets that you are shooting for that are guaranteed to drain straight down the middle, but you also have some random ramp on the left side and maybe some drop targets. So I mean, this is a game that only screams, you want to put a one quarter in me because otherwise you will walk away and then try to find flash. Okay. 30 seconds. <laughs> okay. In hindsight, this might've been a bad idea to give Scott star yeah. Wars. <laughs> well, a random number is a random number, man. Hey, it's random. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. It's true. All right. I, you had to calculate it about five times to get Star Wars 2 for me. See, when you say and 30 seconds, I think 30 seconds to go. Not, oh, no, no. Oh, and time. No. I, I, should, I should say and time. Okay. Yeah. So this is your final round. You are welcome to defend your game in rebuttal, or if you want to take one final bow, you can. You ready? Joel, go. Sure. I mean, I think Scott described his game incredibly well. I really don't have anything else to say about his game. But what I will say is Pinbot is well-loved. It was well-loved so much that they made two additional versions of the game. It's a non-licensed theme that only grew from its original game. And it's, I don't know, it's a fantastic game. People love it. I don't know how much time I have, but I don't even have to say anything about Star Wars. We'll just do eight, eight seconds of silence. Eight seconds yeah. of silence. Hey, in that eight seconds, you could plunge twice and drain on Star Wars. <laughs> Time. <laughs> oh, all right, Scott, you ready to wrap this up? Yes. Okay, go. Okay, I I take offense that you're saying that you can only plunge two balls in eight seconds on Star Wars. <laughs> you could plunge the whole game <laughs> under eight seconds because they'll just go straight down the middle. Also, the Death Star like never really works. Like no, no nothing actually happens. It's like an egg that's cracking open. Like what's you're defending do? Drop your game, a Scott. egg in there? <laughs> I mean, this is uh, 
Man, if there was if there was a more disappointing implementation of my dream theme, I could not possibly Time. present it. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. So is this where we like let so the what, user vote and we wait to see who won after two yeah. weeks? So we'll we'll oh. talk about the results in two weeks. But now it is your turn, listener. We're gonna kick this to you on Facebook. That's where we're gonna do the poll. But if you will please go on our Facebook. Actually, let's do uh, Facebook and and uh, Instagram. We'll do we'll do both, and because I know that there's uh, not some crossover there. So let's do it on both, and you can either choose Joel's argument for Pinbot or Scott's argument for Stern Star Wars. And <laughs> I mean, I think Scott's argument with Star Wars was pretty accurate. I just think he was going in the wrong direction. <laughs> is my opinion. Hey, I, I will to... say, in fairness. Star Wars was a game that I was on the LE list for. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when I saw it revealed, I said pass. Wow. And and I don't look back on that. So uh, are we are we allowed to share our honest opinions now? Or uh, yeah, get, so, you know? yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I will say, uh, to be honest, I've owned Pinbot and it was the fastest game I sold. Yeah. I bought wow. it in a three package deal and I had it for less than two weeks. Yeah. And it wasn't that I wasn't bad. It was like, I, this is a fun game, but there's so much nostalgia towards that game that I don't have. Right. That I was like, uh, this game, it's fun. I see why people like it, but I don't have any attachment to it. So I'll sell it to somebody who does. And it sold within a day. There yeah. was a, there was a, a mom and her son that came and they were so excited to get that game. Um, so I, I get it. I get well, it's well, well, why it's well liked. I just don't, it, it was fastest game out of my collection. Well, Star Wars, I've never cared for it because it's always kicked my butt on location. But we did stream it the night before the Pinball Awards and actually having somebody explain the rules to me. I get that like the rules are actually incredibly well done. I think right. Dwight did a good job with the rules, but it's just it's not it's not something you're just going to walk up and just immediately understand what to do. I, I will say that in fairness, uh, my friend Garrett Ledger, who's out here, he says Star Wars is one of his favorite games. Mm hmm. So I, I need to go and spend more time on Star Wars. It could be that just the one that I was playing on was so wickedly hard set up that I just I, I didn't feel like it was fun at all. Oh, now, yeah. Garrett also said he didn't like Godzilla. So take that. Take that into account. <laughs> but if I you think, can't keep the ball alive long enough to experience any right. of the code or rules, yeah, then it's yeah. not a fun game. It doesn't matter how good the game is. He, OK, here's and, the problem with Star Wars. Here's. Yeah. I, I have it pinpointed to a T. I think everyone else has said this. The problem is, is everyone steps up to a game and they usually full plunge on a game. Oh yeah. And if you full plunge on Star Wars, you're it shoots dead. you right into those those stand up targets, yeah. and you're dead. Yeah. And so your first natural instinct, it, it just automatically kills your first ball. And if if you're not paying attention, you're like, well, I'll just do that again. Then next thing you know your game's over before it even really started. Mm-hmm. And so you have to get used to sh- soft plunging on that game to even really experience that game. I think that's the problem is, is people just kind of bull moose in and, and they can't experience the game and it's hard to get it under control. Once you get under control, it's somewhat enjoyable, but I think that's the hardest part. When, when you can't even really start the game, you don't want to play the game. So, okay. Yeah, oh yeah. This is also the same thing with, um, Oh, Oktoberfest. Okay. So you have this really cool wire form that is so amazingly hard to actually get going in the game. Okay. And it's the same thing with the supercharger. Yes, it, it happens or not the supercharger. It's the hyperloop, the hyperloop or whatever. Yeah. But it's, it's not 
easy to actually get things going in that. And so the one, like the cool visual thing that you have, it doesn't draw you back because it's so hard to start. Like, you know, with, with medieval madness, you can destroy the castle in three shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, it's really the first entrance. And so people are like, Oh, that's cool. And yeah, then it gets harder in the game, but there should be a little bit more of a do the cool thing in star Wars. Yeah. Then well, I, I have to give uh, credit to Ryan McQuaid, who's now in, uh, hired at American pinball. Cause one yeah. of his intro uh, uh, interviews, he made the comment of my, one of my theories is I never want to hide mechanical fun behind code. And that's something that it's like, yeah, that, that hyperloop, you got to do a lot of things and then hit some hard shots to, to experience the cool, huge mech that's across the whole play field. So yeah, if a novice gets up there and goes, how do I do this? Good luck. It's probably not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. This is going to be an interesting one, honestly, from the community because pinball, like you said, Joel, pinball is so iconic, but the original version was very limited to its time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's why Jackbot Jackbot is, and then you have uh, you know Bride, Bride, Bride of Pinbot. Pinbot. I actually I prefer Bride of Pinbot. It's it's a more fun game. I like it's, Jackbot. I think that the especially with some of the if you're able to lock both balls sure. and and then shoot into like is it the um the jackpot the sorry the like the casino shot mm-hmm. you get like a super jackpot jackpot. I mean there's some really cool rules to it. I think it was a great upgrade from the original. And so it, it has a little more last ability in the, in the collection. Sure. So, okay. I don't know. I, don't it's, know. It's I still think Scott had the better argument. He just was arguing <laughs> against his own game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what they say. And we'll, we'll post those results results next episode. Right. Um, I think that pretty much wraps it up for everything we were going to talk about. So, uh, Joel, thanks for coming on and yeah. joining yeah. with us. This yeah, is the, the, the triple loser kid pop. Uh, whatever this is great and uh Um, shout out to uh so you can catch joel on his own show which (laughs) is triple drain pinball and streaming joel how else can they get a hold of you and then tell who else is on your uh your podcast with you yeah so uh triple drain pinball podcast uh, travis murray and tom graff have a great time with that lots of laughs we do video now so you can check that out on the pinball network we should, we on should youtube do video jo- uh, it's, josh except it's fun scratching your nose and that would yeah. be awkward yeah. it's but. fun it's a little more work but it uh, people like it on youtube um or you yeah. listen to the pinball network uh it's uh triple drain it's on that on any podcatcher you listen you listen to and then i stream for flipping out on the flipping out youtube channel not on twitch on youtube every wednesday night 10 to midnight eastern standard time and we rotate between actually streaming pinball and then doing a flipping out with friends which is like a chatting stream where i grab four other people or three other people and we just try to chat it up and talk news and go through a bunch of stuff and that's a good time um and you can see all those um live videos on uh, on the flipping out youtube page you just have to out. click the live tab instead of the video tab but you'll yes. see them there you forgot to mention Scott. He's like on everything. So you, you've got Triple Drain. You've got just another <laughs> pinball podcast. He's overexposed. Yeah. Flipping I, out stream. Flipping I out love Joel talking and friends pinball. Or, yeah, flipping yeah. out with friends. But yes, the Just Another Pinball podcast, those are just interviews at this point. And I just love talking pinball. I love I love knowing how things are made. So if I can interview people like designers and, and just try to get in their, their headspace of how they did what they did, I yeah. love it. I love those conversations. 
and same thing with I just I just love talking pinball. I love yeah. I love being with people and talking pinball. So when you yeah. guys send me the put up the bat signal at whatever ten o'clock at night on a Friday, hey, you want to record a podcast? And my wife is super comfortable on a couch staring at her phone. <laughs> the answer is yes. I will yes. gladly hop on your podcast and talk pinball. And well, I will say the triple drain shirt is one of the coolest shirts. Thank so you. Shout out to Jackson Gee. Yeah, yeah, that's shout that. out to. The yeah. Hydra, it, it looks amazing. And yeah. you you could put that on the Godzilla alter, alternative <laughs> back glass. He was have, a joy to work with, yes. I got to ask, Joel, how does it feel to be inducted into the GOAT club? You're sitting uh, there watching District 82 and Keith mm-hmm. swearing triple drain and lose oh, yeah. a kid on the, on the stream. It's, it feels good. It's yeah. it's good. Not only is it cool to see somebody like that wear your merch, but also to know they're a fan is yep. is is very is awesome. It's way awesome. So we really appreciate that. And, you know, I, I still I still gloat about Joel, but it was so cool meeting you for the first time at Pinball Olympics last year at Pinball Expo. And it just was fun, casual, great casual time, you know. And, and it, it, still there's one moment that stuck out to me. You were driving us back because you were nice enough to <laughs> shuttle us from Banger Jay's house, which is an hour away from Expo. Yeah, wow. And you're like, it's like having a live podcast in my backseat right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I was listening to you guys on the drive to Chicago and then to be driving around Chicago and have you in the car. It was kind of surreal. But um, but no, I, I know I will be at Texas Pinball Festival. So with the Triple Drain guys, I know you guys won't, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but hey, Chicago Pinball Expo yeah. in, in uh, October, I should be there as well. So yeah, it should be a great time. Next year, I'll be planning on doing Texas. Uh, yes. My wife just had to go to Taylor Swift with hey, her I sisters. Get it. I get it, man. Life happens. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've got to give one more jab, though, before we leave. Travis. Okay pinball awards you took third you took third because of your vote and to david dennis of all people yeah really yeah, yeah. i don't know i think he i think david needs it more than we do I yeah think he just i think he just i don't know a lot Tra- less tears for him i think i don't know travis still has the he, he's in the uh, hall of fame for having the double zero ball forever forever, forever. we if he's mm-hmm. never gonna forget it and i we're not gonna let him <laughs> i was yeah. i was in a tournament last week and that happened the double zero happened on it was, i think it was simpson's pinball party and i was like okay that's not hard to happen on simpson's pinball party <laughs> i was shocked though i was so yeah it's an imp- it's impressive that somebody can pull a plunger four times and managed to not score a single point. But Travis found a way. He found yeah, a way to do it. it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and not only did he do it, he did it in the finals against Keith, Escher, yeah, with and Jason. A lot of people watching, but that's fine. I mean, yeah. it's, no, it's no awesome. pressure. I mean, y- you know what? Travis is that good. He just wanted to spot them. Mm. Yep. It's like, I can do this with two balls. Yeah, I don't need the first one. Yeah. We'll go you with are, that. Why not? <laughs> according to your insider connected, the first ball is always the loser ball, right? Yep. It's the ball it's the three. Kidney. It's the house it's ball. ball three ball. Well, if you want to get a hold of us, we are Loser Kid Pinball Podcast at Loser Kid Pinball Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to find us on the socials, we are at Loser Kid Pinball on Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, and now on YouTube. We have a channel. Maybe we'll do something. I don't know, Scott. We'll, we'll figure it out. It'd be fun to do some video. Uh, these guys are pushing us. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up for us. Give us the last word, Scott. Um, see you on Triple Drain.
Shut up and sit down.